Well, welcome to Mission in 5, the podcast, where we ask a handful of questions to ministry practitioners to learn more about who they are and where they see God moving in their community. I'm your host, Greg Mamula, and every week through my work with the American Baptist Churches in Nebraska and my ongoing writing projects, I get to partner with churches and ministry leaders. I'm always amazed at the many and varied ways that God works in our individual communities and when multiple churches come together for mission and ministry. So that's the purpose of this podcast, to share the many things that God is doing and to meet some of the people participating in God's mission in Nebraska, across the country, and around the world. My guest today is the Reverend Clint Walker, pastor of First Baptist Church in North Platte, Nebraska. Now, as many know, I served at First Baptist Church in North Platte as an associate pastor from 2007 to 2011 uh, before taking on this role for the American Baptist Churches of Nebraska. Now, Clint has been at First Baptist Church since 2017, so while we never served together as pastors of this church, uh, we do have that common bond of being connected to First Baptist North Platte. During our conversation, we talk about the importance of family, his love of grilling. We even make a kind of a neat connection between cooking skills and the ministry of the future. And of course, the ongoing theme of making ministry adjustments in response to health and safety matters uh, makes an appearance as well. So here's my conversation with the Reverend Clint Walker. Thank you. Good to be here. Appreciate you inviting me. Let's jump right in, Clint. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Um, My name is Clint Walker. I am a pastor at First Baptist Church of North Platte in North Platte, Nebraska. Um, I'm a father to Karis and Matea, who are 10 and 8 years old. And I'm a husband to Jennifer, who's a social worker here in the community. I've been in ministry for 25 years, 22 of those full-time. That first half of my ministerial uh, uh, 10 years have been in more youth ministry and young adult ministry mm-hmm. and uh, the second half more in solo and senior pastor kinds of ministry. Uh, I was born and raised out in Oregon and Alaska out among the mountains and the trees. Wow. Um, and so um, that how I got to Nebraska is, it, it, well, it's a, it's a short story and it's a long story both. Um, I, you know, I'm a kind of person who wasn't really necessarily raised in the church or churchy. Um, I grew up in a blue collar town full of loggers and mill workers and, and, uh, and a family with uh, secretaries and teachers. You know, I kind of discovered faith through a Christian uh, kindergarten. You didn't have those in public schools. Kindergarten is when I was going to school. Mm-hmm. And uh, then kind of rediscovered uh, Jesus in middle school and um, and went to, went to high school. After I got done with high school, I wanted to go to a Christian college where I could play football. And so I went out to a school in Illinois and felt called to ministry. Um, ended up graduating from um, college down in small college down in Kansas and Central Seminary and I've been in ministry most of those years in Kansas and uh, Montana, uh, Colorado, South Dakota and Nebraska. Wow, you've been all over. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been been here and there a little bit. Yeah, so how has some of those different ministry contexts shaped you as a pastor? 
That's a good question. Um, I think that each of them has shaped me in a little bit different way. I think the youth ministry end of things has really um, taught me that ministry is a lot about relationships and people um, and connecting in that way and um, in really kind of meaningful hands-on kind of ways. I think um, I spent a lot of my ministry history in in smaller towns, um, again, where um, you can find ways to easily connect with people in your small town. And um, when I was in a larger city, um, starting out in Kansas City, I was in a neighborhood that was really kind of a small town within a, uh, a larger a larger city. Um, I, I think uh, each of those places has kind of shaped me a little bit, too, in that many of them, I think of my time up in Belgrade Community Church and then um, in South Dakota before coming here were a lot about cooperating with uh, between denominations. One was historically a federated church. The other was a federated church. Okay. And so kind of um, always um, been thankful in my ministry to be a part of the American Baptist family. Um, so what moves you? What are some of your hobbies and interests? I, I know you're a big college football fan. You like following the Ducks? My my family probably more than anything. Um, uh, spending time with my kids and, and, and my wife and being able to do a lot that we do together. Um, that really matters a lot to me. Um, uh, yeah, I'll do a watch a little bit of football and, and do a lot of that. I think, um, as far as ministry, what, what gets me excited, and I think this is, this is so even within relationships with my family is watching people learn and grow and, um, and doing that myself. Um, I don't know, recently I've kind of, this is kind of a small thing, but I've been trying to figure out how to um, up my game with working my smoker and my barbecue. Oh yeah. Um, And and that's been a lot of fun, but it's a lot of fun because it's an opportunity to figure out something new and learn and grow and create. Um, And that's kind of thing that I like to do even in, in, in ministry, find ways to, um, look at things a little bit different and learn and grow and develop new new skills and find new opportunities. And that's what I get excited about, I think, in ministry as far as helping churches do the same and helping people do that kind of thing, too. Very good. So what's the best thing you've ever made on a smoker or barbecue? Um, I like to take a pork loin yeah. and, uh, and uh, wrap it up with uh, some Parmesan garlic sauce and and smoke it and cook that for about six hours or so on the smoker and gets all kind of um melty in your mouthy that's the best description of a pork loin i've ever heard melty in your mouthy melty in your mouthy um (laughs) but but i've had fun i i also cooked a, a roast here recently that was uh oh we had a 
with a coffee cue barbecue sauce, which is something that I found, which is kind of a coffee based barbecue sauce yeah. with some toppy chili rub on top of it. That's cool. That, that, that was pretty fun and tasty too. Yeah, we like to grill um, and and use our smoker as well. I, I, I try to make my own rubs a lot, so mm-hmm. I'm like always mixing the dry rubs together and, and and doing that. One of the things that I really like doing is is the ribs or like a whole chicken, you know, something that takes a while or, or ham, mm-hmm. and um, that's a lot of fun. I enjoy that as well. So tell me a little bit about what is happening at First Baptist Church in North Platte. Well. Um... Uh, that depends on whether you're talking about uh, just in this last year or what was happening before and what's going to happen soon. Um, obviously, recently we've kind of had this whole COVID epidemic and, and we've kind of tried to struggle our way and work our way through that. Um, and and that's been a that's been a, a challenge and. Um, I think it's going to turn out to be a blessing both at the same time. Um, um, but we've been able to maintain our life together in worship. We've been able to develop some uh, and purchase some technology that's really helped us um, grow in that regard. I think it, part we've learned some lessons just about how to be more streamlined and Hmm. efficient in our worship service during this whole um COVID area you know there's this we've realized that there are things that we that we need to do and things that we don't need to do and um we've had to we've had to really kind of work through um different ideas you know at points we did like a drive-through stations of the cross during holy week last year um, we've, we did some parking lot services, um, and, and those things were good. We've had, uh, to orient, um, doing worship toward multiple audiences at the same time, right. um, which has been a challenge because you got, we, we've been meeting in person since May. So we've got the people in front of us, which, um, are, are a certain percentage of our congregation usually oh a third to half and then a third to half or uh that are there on a sunday or out online so how do you connect with the people online and the people in the in the building at the same time while we're um doing the service and how do you find ways you know as 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 i learned actually um uh, from you pointing this out how do we find ways that if we're going to do things online that we keep people connected instead of just having a passive observing experience they have a the opportunity for a participatory um worship experience an interactive worship experience they aren't just turning on something and watching it i'm beth Petsis, the director at moses merrill camping conference center a ministry of the american baptist churches of nebraska The support of our donors is vital to our mission of sharing the gospel of Jesus with summer campers and all our guests. The 2300 team is a great way to partner with camp. Team members pledge to give a monthly, quarterly, or annual gift of any amount. For just $23 a month, you can make a difference. 
I'm also excited to share with you our new Memorial Garden engraved brick project. You can support camp by purchasing an engraved brick to be placed in our beautiful Memorial Garden. Your brick can be a memorial or tribute to someone special or a special occasion in your life, your church, or your favorite scripture. For more information about joining the 2300 team or to purchase an engraved brick, visit our website, www.campmerrill.com. Thank you. Okay. Well, then tell me a little bit about what's what's next, uh, something that's happening at the church, perhaps some upcoming ministries that you're excited about as you're um, rolling into deeper into 2021, or maybe something that's going on in your personal life. Oh, um, let's see. Um, right. We're uh, really trying, I think what's next is kind of, I think one of the gifts of where we've been at is kind of evaluating um, what we've done and what's working and what's not working and what other things we really um, need to try. So um, there are a lot of things here at, at First Baptist that we've done because we've always traditionally done them mm. uh, um, that may now um, not we might not find it as as an effective use of our time or 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 um, that God's really calling us to continue. Um, but we weren't able to really get rid of the those things that we did or stop doing those things that we did because we'd always done them. Right. And we weren't going to stop doing them. So we're in a process of really kind of evaluating that and then taking steps on okay how can we um, move forward in finding new ways to um, build connections in our community we've been experimenting with a small group of folks um, with a a kind of study practice kind of thing of uh, really training us how to um, build relationships in our community in ways that can help us um, commend our faith to other people. Mm -hmm. um, kind of similar to stuff you've done with uh, joining God in the neighborhood. Okay. And, and kind of how, but really kind of helping helping some of our our most interested and key people think through how do we um, how do we how do we get out in our community? How do we connect with people? And then how do we um, uh, share Jesus in, in a way that makes sense to them instead of just beating them over the head yeah. uh, with the Bible and mm -hmm. living our faith outside of, and how do we see God at work outside of uh, worship service on Sunday? Mm. And and so we've been going through a, a training, a process with that, with the with a smaller group of people who were kind of willing to take that step during the last several months and then hoping to um, expand some of that once we get moving on past that and hoping that um, small um, pockets of um, ministry and outreach will emerge from those relationships um, that people form through stepping out and joining God in the neighborhood. 
So what are some of the early learnings you've gotten from this test group of how, how this works, um, these micro-ministries? Well, um, I think that one key thing is to um, really be attentive and, and present. I think another thing that we're learning is that um, we can have all sorts of plans and that God tends to disrupt them and move us in other directions. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we say, oh, we kind of want to do this. And then there's a disruption that happens and we're forced to um, adjust in how we connect with people or where we connect with people or um, and things like that. I wouldn't say we've had great ministries emerge. It's been things like, uh, oh, Oh, well, um, and some of it's just curiosity. Like um, we have one person in our group that's been wondering about like um, there's a new business that's across the street from his business. It's a skill casino and people are coming in and out of it all the time. He wants to know more about what that's about and who's there and kind of trying to figure out how to be present there. We have uh, um, some folks that just have a really good relationships with people in their neighborhood and so like the kids come and play in their yard and um and um they find ways to connect in that way other people have oh, built small communities online that they have personal contact with but also connect with people online and and sometimes it's just kind of going and um sitting in a place and showing up day after day and uh, finding ways to connect with people that way. Yeah, and that's really interesting. I I like the idea of of those types of ministries. I I think it's a good reminder that uh, one is it's just like you said disruptions, but it's it's also the the flip side of that is is just being flexible and responsive to the leading of the spirit. Um, I, I think you made that point. You said you know you got to be attentive, and um, you can't program this stuff out. It, it's more of just constantly responding to the leading of the Spirit and, and seeing where it goes. And there's some foundational skills and talents and, and faithfulness that, that we can all learn, perhaps. But then that application becomes really unique um, from, from place to place to place on, on how to best utilize um, your spiritual gifts and, and your faithfulness to Christ. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think that there's a a, a a real uh, change that's coming ahead for a lot of churches. Um, you know, I think some of these larger churches that that have the ability to um, kind of continue things the way they are, and they have the uh, the budget and people to kind of put behind it, will continue to kind of um, do okay. For the rest of us, so I, I think. People are less and less, not just uh, in churches, but in general, are less and less responsible or responsive to being uh, programmed right. and, and um, um, sold a, a an organization to go to or to be to belong a part of, and and people are more interested in um, meaningful relational connection that's not in the structure and um what's the word i'm looking for 
institution yeah. of, of, a, of, a, of a programmed thing. And so um, I think a lot of our churches and, and ours included are still kind of invested in this whole programmatic model right. of trying to, if we just get the right program and if we just get the right mm. um, charismatic leader in this program, uh, it will draw people in. And it's, uh, I think that that'll work for some people going forward, but for a lot of, a lot of folks, people are looking for something different. Yeah. I mean, we, I, this, this kind of, kind of this idea just kind of came to me. I don't think it's probably very original, um, but you know, when you're first learning to eat, somebody gives you food, you don't even care where food comes from or, or how it's made, right? You just need to eat. Yeah. And then you learn um, how to kind of make your own prepackaged stuff. And, you know, you can get a granola bar, open it at the wrapper and, and eat when you're a little older. Um, when you first learn to cook, you follow recipes really closely. Hamburger Helper is, is a miracle. You know, you just throw in some packets, throw in some water, you know, some seasons, whatever, and you've got a, a meal. Um, but I think what we're looking at, the new shape of discipleship, is is we kind of stopped there for a long time with the church. It's kind of that hamburger helper thing, you know, a box dinner, something with a recipe on the back that's really simple to follow. And that's what we wanted. We just wanted everybody, tell us what to do, tell us how to do it. We'll show up. We'll be faithful. Um, but what we're really getting at now, I think, is is just teaching people the art of cooking, they have to know the science behind it. They have to know how to be faithful in every situation of life and how if you don't have an ingredient, you can compensate with other ingredients um, and, and that sort of thing. And, and I think that's kind of what we're looking at with this paying attention and being attentive is uh, and being faithful in every encounter you have with Christ and with your community and with your coworkers and your family and your neighborhoods and all the places you go is – is it's moving from prepackaged programs to the art of cooking, and uh, it's great, but it, but it's also very challenging, very difficult, and it does require us to be slightly deeper disciples than maybe we have been in the past, mm -hmm. or at least a different kind of disciple, you know, because. Yeah. Because my daughter's just learning to cook is, is is why this came to me. And we were talking about grilling earlier. I mean, she's 13, um, and she can cook anything in a box, you know. Um, but my wife, on the other hand, who's been cooking for, you know, 30 years, as knows the art and the science behind it and how to get the salts and the acids and, the you know, the different things. And so she can use lots of different kinds of ingredients to accomplish the same goal. And she's not flabbergasted when she runs out of an ingredient or something because she can compensate with other things. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. my, and, and I think that's a probably good metaphor because I think there's a lot of us that, uh, uh, that do some semblance of cooking um, but never get beyond the, uh, the cooking in a box kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, it's still cooking. It's still meals. It's still faithfulness, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to discredit that. But I am going to say that the next level is learning how to how to really cook, you know what I mean? Like a chef, the difference between mm -hmm. hamburger helper expert college student to, you know, being an actual cook. Very yeah. good. All right. So how can we as American Baptists partner with you? Well, you know, I, I, I thought about this question because I knew it was coming. Um, 
but I think that the the answer is in the question um, to partner with us. I think um, helping us make connections and find ways to cooperate, not just on a a pastor to pastor level, but within congregations. Yeah, um, I think especially, and you've been you've you've lived here and actually lived in the same house I live in. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, um, but right now, I mean, we're uh, the closest real active church in any direction um, that's ABC to us is an hour away in any direction. Right. Um, and so, so it's not like we're in Omaha or Lincoln or, or even some of these other um, places where other churches are fairly close. Um, we're we're pretty isolated from a lot of the rest of the um, ABC churches, and so there. I mean, we have a we have a core of people that are ABC connected, but we have a lot of people that have come to our church for a variety of reasons um, that other than knowing through American Baptist through a search process, right? Um, don't really know much more about it and knowing um, our executive minister and associate executive minister don't really have a, a deep tie to ABC's stuff. Um, and so just helping us make the connections and find ways to interact and cooperate, not only as pastors, but as congregations and partnering in ministry somehow would be a, a big help, I think. Well, very good. Well, thanks for being on the show today, Clint. Thank you. Well, thank you for downloading and streaming the latest episode of Mission in 5. Keep tuning in as we introduce you to the ministry practitioners engaging in God's mission through the local church in Nebraska and around our larger American Baptist community. Check out the show notes for contact information and links to our various guests. Subscribe to the podcast in whatever platform you like. Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play. We're on all the platforms. Whichever one you use, be sure to rate and review us so we know how you're enjoying the podcast. Send us ideas on who you'd like us to interview for future episodes. And feel free to support us through our abcnebraska.com PayPal link. Thanks, everybody, and have a great day.